listening to Everyday Engineering, the City of Madison's engineering podcast where we talk about infrastructure. Complex topics explained simply. From the water that flows down your drain to the rain and snow that drains into the lakes. By way, the curbs and streets we design. City engineering touches your life in so many ways. Explained right now in Everyday Engineering. You've most likely cleared your plate after dinner in the sink, right? And let the garbage disposal do its magic? Or painted a room? Washed the brush? All things we've most likely done, but where it goes, and more importantly, how it gets from your home to the water treatment plant is what we're talking about today, down the drain. So my name is Hannah Molinitsky, City of Madison Engineering Division Public Information Officer, and I'm joined today by Emily Jones. She's a pollution prevention specialist at the Madison Metropolitan Sewerage District, nailed that one, and Jay Schlimgen, Engineering Division's Operations Supervisor here at the City of Madison. Impressive titles, both of you. Oh, thank you <laughs> thank very you. much. <laughs> and we're all excited to talk about this because it is kind of a fun su- subject because it is also necessary to talk about. So before we start, can both of you kind of explain what you do for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So as a pollution prevention specialist, my job is keeping things out of the sewer system that could either cause a problem for the sewer or could cause a problem in the environment. Because the treatment plant is really good at cleaning up sewage, we get a lot of stuff down the drain that could cause issues, though. So my job is to do education outreach and some program administration related to keeping those things out of the drain. Okay. All right. Yeah. So at the engineering operations, you know, we're just, I'm just part of the team. Um, We have so many different levels and so many different aspects of the engineering department. Uh, Basically, we do any repairs, maintenance to the sanitary and storm sewers in the city of Madison. There's a lot, a lot going on and a lot that we do. And we work together quite a bit too on different projects and we coordinate and partner on different things. Um, because it's something that we all use. Um, you know, the initial idea, I've, I've been really excited for this topic because the initial idea came for this podcast episode kind of came from a simple conversation I was having with a friend. And she was saying how over the years she was told putting lemons and limes down the garbage disposal was great because when you grind them all up, it smells really nice and fresh. And we don't like a stinky garbage disposal. Um, but then later, to find out after calling a plumber, she had over like 20 lemons and limes. Yeah. Clogging her drain and obviously draining her wallet because that is expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this isn't uncommon though, right? No. I mean, this no. is, yeah, there's a lot of things we put down our drains that we shouldn't. So let's talk how common is this and what are we putting down there that we should not? It's it's very common. I, I believe probably every homeowner um, is probably guilty of it, some small <laughs> yeah. sort. Um, one thing, uh, fog. So people are going to say, what's well, fog? It's fats, oils, and greases. Mm-hmm. So any of your fat, your any baking oil or whatever, um, anything, do not put that down your drains. It will solidify. It will cause a lot of problems for your internal plumbing and mm-hmm. definitely into um, the cities and metros, um, sewer lines also. Mm-hmm. Um, also see these new flushable wipes. They're, they flush, I'll tell you that. But they, they, yeah. they do not break down and they do cause a lot of problems. So um, I would say do not do that. 
Um, you know, we'll get a little toys. Kids will put some toys down there. Um, toys? Toys. How does that even go down there? Sure. <laughs> it's a game. It's a game. You, you throw it in your toilet, you flush it, and <laughs> hey, they disappear. Yeah, where do they yeah. go? Yeah. So the Madison Metropolitan Sewerage Pipes, I'll intercept that wastewater from not just Madison, but different communities in the area. So like Jay said, we're getting fats and grease. We're getting these so-called flushable wipes, which are really a case of just because something can be flushed doesn't mean it should be flushed because they don't break down. Mm-hmm. So the things like plastics and toys, you know, they may be intentionally flushed. I had a kid on a tour of the plant once, and he raised his hand and he said, hey, have you seen a red Lego today? <laughs> and I said, no. And his class was all losing their minds. And they're like, well, I knew I was coming here, so I flushed a red Lego. It was kind of an experiment. So no, we didn't, we didn't find no. it. No. no. <laughs> Yeah, it also and also you know the three ply, the four ply toilet paper feels great. Understand totally, but too much paper and not enough water use in there can also cause problems in the sewer laterals and sewer mains. Wow! So no more lemons, no more Legos, <laughs> please. I love no that. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, he's pretty smart to see how where the yes. where yeah. it goes and how it works. Definitely. Um, I think yeah, that's great, but not great because we no. don't want that. No, no Legos, no lemons, or bacon grease, or anything, or even washing paint brushes. Paint. Good point. Good right. Point. Yes. Paint's not good either. No. The like oil-based paints. So we're fortunate in this area to have a household hazardous waste. A clean sweep site where people can take their oil-based paints and things like that. But yeah, the latex paints, um, it's preferable to dry those up, take those to, or those can actually just go in the trash. But if they're oil-based, something a little bit more toxic that could go to clean sweep. Okay. Yes. I'm listening. Because I was like, ah, I know it's not supposed to go down that drain, but I want to reuse my brush and I don't want to go anywhere, but now I know where to go. Okay. Um, let's lay some foundation to our conversation. So how does the drain or sanitary sewer work? And then let's also talk about the difference between sanitary versus storm. Okay. I guess I'll start out sanitary until it gets to, um, sure. uh, uh, to your, your area there. So anyway, um, people flush their toilets. They use their sinks. They use their showers. It goes down into their internal plumbing out a sewer lateral, which is normally four inches. It goes into the city main, which could be from six inches to 42 inches. Um, that is conveyed. Um, gravity fed or by pumps or lift stations if needed for the elevation into the Madison Metro um, line. So So the Madison Sewers District collects that wastewater, like I said, from several communities. So once that gets to our interceptors, that's also flowing by gravity when we can to save energy, but then by pumps to get that water over hills or from low areas in the sewer system. So we get about an average of 40 million gallons of that wastewater at our Nine Springs Wastewater Treatment Plant per day. Per so that's on average. Day. What's yeah. that number again? 40 million gallons. So if you picture Camp Randall Stadium, about halfway full of sewage. That's about what we're treating. And all of that goes through the wastewater treatment plant in less than a day. And that'll end up in two streams that are south of Madison, Badfish Creek, and Badger Mill Creek. Mm-hmm. We'll be watching uh, Badger games in a whole different <laughs> le- through a whole different lens. Yeah, better yeah. at the treatment plant than in the football stadium. Absolutely, yes. Um, okay, so then we have, you know, if you're not familiar and you're listening to this and you're like, okay, sewer, sewer, I just think sanitary sewer, but we also have a storm sewer. So um, why is it important for people to understand the difference between the two? Okay, well, sanitary lines are, are going to be more, uh, what I should say, tight. There, there's not any openings besides your sink drains and, and whatnot. Um, you know, the storm sewer pretty much starts from the, the inlets in the street curb line. And so whatever gets put in there, 
um, goes down to goes down the line. Um, we have many catch basins in the city of Madison, well over 2,000 that we try to maintain every year. Um, those catch basins have a sump in them, and that should collect the solids, and we go in there and clean them out. Um, so after they pass through that um, catch basin or some other special screen structures that we have throughout the city, mm -hmm. it eventually goes into our lakes and creeks and streams. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we have what's called a separate sanitary sewer system. So we're designed to get that wastewater in uh, what's coming to the Nine Springs Wastewater Treatment Plant. So the storm sewer system, the important thing to remember is that that's not getting treated. That's not going through a treatment plant like the Nine Springs plant before it goes into the lakes. So whenever you see those um, signs or paintings on gutters that say, or storm sewers that say no dumping drains to the lake, that's exactly what you're getting. So anything that's toxic or a pollutant going down that storm drain could just end up right in a water body nearby. Hmm. Man. Very good point. Yeah, all good points. Uh, so if somebody has a clog, what do they do? Where do they start? How do they know when to call somebody versus, oh, I'm just going to go up to the store and get one of those things that, you know, suctions it out or pushes it through or whatever. Like, what do I do? Sure. I, I guess if, if you're um, just have a plug toilet, uh, that's pretty simple. <laughs> Take a plunger and, and, and plunge that out. Yeah. I, I think anybody yeah. can handle that. And most yeah. everybody probably has a plunger or two in their house. Sure. Um, when it gets to be, you know, more major that you're noticing in, in a couple sinks, you're in your toilet and definitely a telltale sign is if you go down to your floor drain in, in your basement and there's water pooling mm -hmm. around that mm -hmm. that should tell you that that pipe which is called the lateral um, between your house and the city main are probably plugged mm -hmm. or at times it could be the city main causing that also sure mm -hmm. wow yeah, mm -hmm. and so if you're noticing that water coming up out of your floor drain, um, just nothing's going down to the sewer system, then you can give a call to your sewer utility. So that could be calling the city or you know, calling the sewer district in some instances, and crews will go out. In our case, from the sewerage district, our crews would see if that main has an issue in it. So our crews would pop manholes up upstream and downstream of that home and see if there's any flooding or clogging issues. So even though we're a separate sanitary sewer, there's still the potential for groundwater and stormwater to get into our system through leaks or through floor drains in a flooded basement. And so as we get those flood events, we might be getting groundwater or stormwater into our sewer system and causing that water to back up. Or there could be a clog. So we have issues with fat soils and grease and those so-called flushable wipes and mm -hmm. trash that comes down the drain. And if that clogs something downstream, that water is going to take the path of least resistance and that might be into somebody's house. And in other mm -hmm. cases, if they're not finding that in the main, you know, that might be an issue with a root or some kind of blockage in that lateral or maybe a bunch of fruit rinds or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Lemons and, and limes and, or Legos. And <laughs> so any, anytime a homeowner or business that ha feels they have that problem with that sewer lateral, um, it's great for them to call us the engineering department. We will send out a truck. Um, usually respond within an hour. Um, we have coverage 24-7, um, and we'll check that sanitary main of the cities just to make sure that is clear and that's not the problem causing what's going on in their home. Yeah, there's um, a good chunk of information also about homeowner responsibility, and we won't get into it totally on this podcast episode, but you should really check out um, cityofmadison.com slash engineering, and then there's a section that says homeowner responsibility when it comes to private versus public and where that kind of cuts off and what you're um, kind of covered and, and where you should look into if needed. Um, 
this is the next part of the interview where I'm really excited to hear. Um, I've heard a couple of things that it's pretty wild what you find. What do you find? What do your crews find? Yeah. What do you find? What are people flushing or putting down or or even, you know, sanitary or storm? Yeah, I'm interested in hearing what Jay's found, too. Oh, <laughs> Emily, you go, you go yeah, first. Yeah, sure. So um, I want to preface this by saying this is not encouraged. This is not <laughs> giving people ideas. Yes. Um, but, of course, you know, we have a couple unique instances. So we have gotten um, construction debris, like two by fours, small ladders, you know, large things you wouldn't expect coming down into the sewer system. Uh, one of the most notorious items is a bowling ball. Twice? Twice? Yeah, twice with a name on it. So we maybe can... they're trying to pick up the spare. I don't know. <laughs> Awesome. So um, <laughs> unless there is a gigantic toilet out there that I'm not aware of, we're assuming that this would have been put down a manhole, which is obviously not something that we want people to be doing. But yeah, so large debris can get into our sewer system. Most of that, uh, or just your more day-to-day uh, -day trash, like your toys, plastics, um, mundane waste that's going to be screened out. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, that can cause obviously an issue in the sewer system. So that bowling ball is about the same diameter as the pipe. And so our mechanics had to go in and basically crush it right. to get it out of the pipe. And so, yeah, whenever you can't move that water away from your house, that can cause problems. So sure. definitely don't want that. Yeah. Uh, we also had found a bowling ball <laughs> um, in one of our sewers. Okay. Uh, we found a Christmas tree and actually a sanitary structure, which... Um, a whole is, tree? Yeah. You know, I think somebody wanted to get rid of the Christmas tree, so they opened the uh, manhole cover and stuffed it down in there. And it did cause a, blo a blockage, of course. Yeah. Um, as did that bowling ball. No, uh, don't do that. Yes. Don't yes. do that. Yes, yeah, it's yes. not a black hole. When stuff goes down the drain, it's not just going to disappear magically. Right. So we really want people to know where it's going and what kind of issues these can cause. Correct. Christmas tree. Yeah. And then we have, you know, the toys, the cell phones, mm -hmm. the keys, jewelry, um, and all that. I guess we almost consider normal anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is there any chance to get, I mean, if you drop... You're doing the dishes. You drop your ring down, or you, you know, your wedding ring, or you um, drop a phone, a cell phone, or I mean, what are the chances of getting it back? And really, do we want it back? In theory, when it, you know, when it's in your house, if you can get a plumber to get it out for you, you know, that's probably your best bet. Because once that gets into the 40 million gallons of wastewater, your solids, your jewelry, and things like that are probably going to settle into the solids, and it's all rushing through the plant. And so, at that point, unfortunately, mm -hmm. it's probably lost. There's that. Yes. Okay, so maybe just take off your jewelry yeah. before you do the yeah, dishes. Yeah, that's a good move. You just don't think about it. When you're in your busy day-to-day, -day, you don't think about these things until it happens. Yes. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of work from the city that we do for preventative maintenance and um, how we maintain and keep our sewers clear. Can you kind of speak to that a little bit, Jay? Because it really is impressive how much we've invested in this and how much it's working. Yeah, sure. We take care of over 700 miles of sanitary sewer in Madison. We run our TV cameras through the entire system once every 10 years to see what's in, going on in there, if there's any defects or anything, repairs that need to be made. Our sewer backups, we can keep in the single digits now. We have a very aggressive cleaning and uh, it's really worked for us. And that's, are those the green... Vectors, yes, those yes. big green those vectors. big green trucks you see. Yep, yes. yep, yep. Um, those are. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing the improvement and really 
at the end of the day, it helps the taxpayer not have to pay for all the repairs of all the mains if it all adds up. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. We also, we do a camera system down the pipes. Yes. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit? So anyway, we operate three different camera units um, at the city. And like I said, our goal is to do every pipe every 10 years. We have them operating sometimes up to seven days a week. We TV anything special projects, I would call them. If, mm-hmm. if an operator was out cleaning and they've got an inkling there's something wrong with that, we'll, we'll TV that. TV meaning a little camera that goes down. A little down. camera that goes down into the sewer line. Um, we do pre-construction, post-construction, um, and again, keeping on that 10-year cycle. Yeah, and as, you know, we're our, as far as maintenance, our crews are doing similar things, televising the lines, um, catching what's called inflow infiltration or that groundwater, stormwater coming into our system that shouldn't. Keeping those items of debris out of the sewer system are going to save time and the maintenance costs associated with removing them. And so not only uh, not flushing the wipes and the Kleenex and the tampons and anything that's not going to break down in the sewer system, mm-hmm. uh, but collecting that cooking grease, you know, putting that in the trash once it's cooled, things like that. But also there are issues that we have that aren't visible. So we've talked a lot about the trash, but we have issues with things that come to the plant that we're not designed to treat. So things like chloride from salt, mm. which mostly comes from water softeners. Some of that comes in as road salt to the sewer system too. Um, things like pharmaceuticals. We don't want people flushing unused medications because those are just passed through into the environment. And things like mercury, if you have mercury at your home. And so what people can do is find the right disposal methods for these items or minimize their use of them, and that will help out the sewer system by keeping our water cleaner. Wow. I learned so much listening to both of you and also some entertaining stories. (laughs) Uh, Any other takeaways, anything else? Uh, The last question that we didn't cover you want to mention worth covering you want our listeners to know. I just recap the importance of of the property owners, homeowners um, giving us a hand, not flushing what they should not, and um, know that they're a big part of this, the Mm -hmm. success that we are having and at Madison Metro. We give free tours to the public, and so if anybody wants to come see the wastewater treatment, where all their wastewater comes after it gets through the sewer system, they can come tour the treatment plants and you know see some of the items that we pulled out. We have a Toys of the Underworld exhibit. Thank you both for stopping by and this is a, a really good um, topic that I think will help a lot of people too. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, if you're listening to this and you have more questions about this topic or anything else you want us to talk about or even cover in upcoming episodes, please click over to the City of Madison Engineering Facebook page, comment there, ask us a question, suggest we want to hear from you because we're here for you as a resource every day in engineering. Engineering.